When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And I'm here to tell you, number one, that most of you say you want to be successful, but you don't want it bad. You just kind of want it. Work ethic eliminates fear, you know. So if you put forth the work, then what are you fearing? You know you, what you're capable of doing, what you're not. You know, if you put your mind to doing whatever you want to do, you know, good things can happen. Because limits, like fears, are often just an illusion. You're listening to the Plunkett Fitness Project. Here's your host, Jamie Plunkett. Hey, what's up? Thanks for tuning into our podcast today. Um, we have a few topics to talk about. Uh, things, you know, me and Ryan talk about this all the time. Seems like we cover a lot of the same stuff all the time, but maybe just come at it from a different angle or whatever. Um, taking your words there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the first one I sent to Ryan was uh, a post by Sean Baker um, about bariatric surgery and how Ohio State University has um, found evidence. This is fantastic. Of the effectiveness of bariatric surgery as a treatment for type 2 diabetes. Um. this is <clears throat> absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so versus stopping eating like shit, we're going to cut somebody open, take a 1 in 200 chance that they don't wake up from anesthesia, and uh, basically override the body's natural processes... All because they can't put down Oreos. This is also, we should also note that Sean Baker is a medical doctor as well. Yeah, he's an MD. Yeah, and I couldn't agree with him more. He says, this is why the healthcare system is broken, taking people who are just slightly overweight. So the other thing it mentions on there that I left out is, is after it says, um, where it says bariatric surgery is a treatment for type 2 diabetes, even for patients with lower BMIs, so they're not even that overweight. Uh, is what he's getting at there. Um, so, and his caption says, this is why the healthcare system is broken, taking people who are just slightly overweight and cutting out normal organs to help them manage their lifestyle-related diabetes. How about we stop pissing around and fix the damn food system instead and know the solution is not more fake plant-based processed food. Um, so he's he's a carnivore. He's not a fan of the vegan or vegetarian lifestyle, which... <clears throat> I I agree with him on that, um, but you know my issue with the the whole thing is is that one of our educational institutions, Ohio State University, is basically encouraging. Uh, I had this conversation this morning with a client. They're encouraging mediocrity, and I would actually say this is worse than mediocrity. This is below average, um, and instead of you know, encouraging people to improve themselves and excel at life, we are saying, yeah, it's okay. Let's just cut out your stomach versus changing your diet. Uh, your emotions are more important than reality. Uh, it's also taking responsibility away from that person, too. I mean, it's like, it, it's kind of like when you get into these, these diseases that are brought on by your own activity. Take some ownership for your actions. You know, I mean, that's the that's the hard thing too. Where it's like, oh, we'll just fix it for you. Well, no, I mean, fix it for yourself. 
right? I mean, I can't, and that's the thing is I feel like most, like I'll give the benefit of the doubt to most surgeons and I'll say, I feel like most of them aren't ready to throw people under the knife immediately. Now I could be wrong. I, I don't, I don't know many surgeons, but I feel like my personal experience has been people, they typically try to, the ones I've dealt with, whether it be with me or family members, have always tried to avoid it. And it was always the last option. Now, obviously this is not a last option. This is, uh, you know, I, I don't know if they're capitalizing on people's uh, naivete and laziness or what, but I just feel like it's one of those things where it just sends such a horrible message to people. And the fact that it's, like you said, coming from, this is not some rinky-dink university. You know, yeah. This is a big, this is a big 10 powerhouse of a school that they're, they're respected academically as well as athletically. And for them to be able to, to be putting this kind of stuff out there for the world, you know, putting stuff out for the world to see it's, it, it feeds into that narrative that, yeah, you know, do whatever you want. No big deal. It's like, you don't have to pay. It's like, you don't have to pay the fiddler ever. And it's just, I don't know. I, I don't like how it, I don't like what it says about society. And I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a good look for a for a for an academic institution to be doing this kind of stuff or to be claiming this stuff. Yeah, I mean the problem is that's the world we live in today. Um, what I was going to say earlier about surgeons is, and really doctors in general, um, you know, I would say I think a lot of it comes from ninety nine percent of the people that they see do not want to do work. So they right. want a pill or a surgery or whatever. So I think that's probably why it's gone the way it's gone. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but, you know, this conversation I had with a client earlier uh, today was just about how just the, and maybe it's America, but I'll say the world, the world in general, it's like we celebrate mediocrity today and uh, we discourage hard work. Um, and, you know, first off, I think, I think hard work's a gift. Um, you know, a lot of people don't realize that, but, you know, you can achieve any, like I talk about all the time, you can achieve anything in this world if you're willing to do the work. Uh, <clears throat> and I think when we, when people who know that encourage anything less than that, I think they're doing a disservice to the individual that they're, you know, supposedly helping or whatever. What? Um, you know, I can't remember what it was we were talking about before. But, uh, you know, I, I just, I don't think as a representative of an industry or as, you know, a person that people look up to, like, we should just say, no, we're not going to do this. You know, that's, that is, that is, that is an option, but we do not stand for that. We won't do it. Right. Um, you know, and the conversation I was having with a client earlier today was about uh, Planet Fitness. I had a client who went there, Tom, oh, yeah. went there last week. You can imagine that. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, and, and he was taking pictures and videotaping how they have pizza once a month. You know, they have pizza. You can, they have like a, a pizza day once a month. I did not know that. You can come in and eat as much pizza as you want. That's interesting. They have a bagel day which is like Bagel Tuesdays or something, like the second Tuesday of the month or whatever it is. <clears throat> Same thing. You can come in, eat as many bagels as you want. Well, it's a judgment-free zone, Jamie. It is. <laughs> and they also have buckets, literal buckets. I can't even imagine what these of are. Of Tootsie Rolls on the counter. 
You can eat as many Tootsie Rolls as you want. And <clears throat> why, why was Tom? Why, why was Tom at Planet Fitness? Well, he was. I think he was in Florida. Oh, oh, and it was oh, the only oh, place oh. to work out. Gotcha. Okay, okay. That so makes they sense. go in there, and and I mean, him and another client of mine went in there together because they were down there traveling uh, for work. And uh, I mean, the both of them. God. Oh my God. There wasn't a bench. The dumbbells aren't very heavy. You know, yada yada yada. But you know, <clears throat> I was talking about that this morning with another client, and. Uh, you know, my point is, is do whatever you want, be lazy, you know, be overweight, do do whatever you want to do. I'm not right. judging you. Right. But as a representative of an of an industry or an authority, you know, I just I think it's poor to sponsor that kind of stuff and encourage that kind of stuff and I just feel like we've gotten, you know, to a point where we are encouraging and celebrating mediocrity. And you can be mediocre if you want. There's plenty of things that I'm mediocre at. Sure. But if you are a representative of an industry or an authority of an industry, I just do not think. I mean, that would be like Ohio State University saying it's okay to get all D's. Yeah. Is how I feel. Right. You know, um, <clears throat> I don't think they should make fun of or judge somebody who gets all D's necessarily. But I think the the message should be we're going to encourage you to get all A's. We're going to encourage you to excel at life. Yeah. You know, and it's just that's not the message today. Well, yeah, and also not only is it uh not only is mediocrity encouraged, but excellence is shamed. Yes. In a lot of regards. Yeah. And and I think yeah. that's a I think that's a real real problem. And I mean, I can only speak to America, but I think when people like complain about like somebody like Jeff Bezos, right? Yep. Oh, you know, he bought this house and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, uh, you know, the whatever, I, I, like a $165 million house. He bought Geffen's house, whatever that was or whatever. And people freaked out. I'm like, man, you got to understand how many people he served and how much risk he took it, on a daily yeah. basis to get there. And like, why are we why are we chopping these people down when we should be saying, how did he do this? Exactly. Right. And the other thing is there's this book. It's called, um, it's called the growth mindset. I think that's the name of the book. Have you already familiar with that one? I think I read that. That sounds familiar. And it's, and it goes to the, and I've heard of it. It speaks to, it's a great book and I, I haven't read it for a few years, but, but it basically says there's two kinds of people, people with the growth, a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. And this is the other side of it that I don't like, because to me, these doctors, the people that, that the doctors, the institution that, that published this article, right? It's like they had to work hard to get where they are. But for some reason, part of the, having the, part of having the, uh, the, the fixed mindset, you think that you are where you are because you were given that ability at birth. Yep. Right. Yep. And so it's, it's like the growth mindset's like, look, if I want to become a mechanic, I can figure out how to become a mechanic. If I want to play guitar, I can, you know, whatever. And it's like, I can tackle this task and, and, and become at least good at it, maybe great at it if I'm predisposed to it or whatever. And the, the, the fixed mindset's the opposite of that. And so I think there's an arrogance that goes along with it when you're telling people, well, we'll just fix you because you're not good enough to do that. No, they are good. Don't give people an out like that. Yeah. Don't even give them the out because all they have to do is manage their, their cravings, right? A little bit. Have some self-control. Have some self-respect. Have some self-dignity. But don't act like you you don't need to have that done 
because you're just that much better. You're not any better than those people. They just aren't, they're not, they're, they're not as disciplined as you are. So don't, don't give yourself so much credit for being a genius. That's one thing you don't do. You don't, you don't pretend like you, you, anybody that walks in here, like, yeah, I was just like you when I was 16, 18, 20 years old. And I had, it took me X amount of years to get to where I am. But if you apply yourself, whether it's me or somebody else, dude, if you're compliant to this plan, if you do this, this is, these are the results you're going to get. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think in this country, a lot of people don't believe in themselves and that's what they're, they're, you know, and, and, you know, it's funny when I say that because you get a lot of people today that are entitled yeah, and they don't want to do the work. But I feel like a lot of the problem is, is people don't believe that they can do anything they set their mind to. Well, they've been told, they've been told for years that, that, uh, it's easy for people that are successful. Yeah. You know, you know, and what I was, you said it with the, the fixed mindset. I mean, it's a crab mentality, you know, yeah. um, People try to pull other people down, whereas, you know, I always had that con- – I don't know who I was talking to that about today, but I, I said that same thing. I'm like, if somebody's successful at something, I'm going to go to them and say, hey, how'd you do that? Right. Teach me what you know, yeah. you know, versus hate on them. You yeah, know? I mean, it's either – you either buy into the the crab mentality, which is pull down the people that are above you, or the rising tide mentality. The rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah. So I, I don't feel like there's a finite amount of success out there. I feel like there's an infinite amount of success out there. And I feel like if you, you know, that's the, that's the beauty, especially, and again, I'm speaking only to America, but that's the beauty of seeing people from all, it's not one type of person succeeding in this country. There's a million different sizes, shapes, colors that are, that are crushing it. And the one thing that ties them all together is the fact that they've had to exercise discipline and hard work aside from the people that were born into it. But that's, that's a small, that's a super small percentage of people anyway. You know, the people that we're talking about are the, you know, guys, the Michael Jordans, the Tom Brady's, the Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Patrick Mahomes had a lot of advantages, dude. His dad was a professional athlete, blah, blah, blah. But that kid works his ass off on top of it. Yeah. He could have sat around and become a TikTok star like his brother. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I got all love. Nothing but love from the Mahomes family. You do all those TikToks, kid. You do you. As long as your brother stays here, I, I hope you TikTok all over Kansas City. But... (laughs) <laughs> but but like so that's just it so yeah he had advantages of course but but there's there's no way that anybody gets successful especially at that level without employing discipline and hard work on top of what they were their natural you know wherever they were whatever lottery they want at birth you know yeah and that kind of touches on the next thing we we're going to talk about there was a good post uh by shelby storms um where we talked about seeking advice and, you know, it talks about, you know, seek advice from somebody who's been in the gutter basically Yep. and brought themselves up, you know, what you kind of mentioned, you know, somebody that was born into money or, or LeBron James born into athletic ability and sure. Just too lazy to win championships. He's three and six in the championships, by the way, (laughs) he does work hard. He does work though, man. He just doesn't have the mind. He doesn't Dude. have the Jordan mindset. Oh my God! Are we going to go off on this now? Well, I mean, look, anybody, I I'm not I'm, anybody who goes and finds he cries like a baby. Four other superstars to win the title for him. Okay, here we go. He wouldn't have had either title in Miami if it wasn't for Dwayne Wade and Ray Allen. Fair. And I, he wouldn't have his title in Cleveland if it wasn't for Kyrie Irving. I'm not. I'm not a LeBron <laughs> guy, but. He also has worked. Dude, have you seen his squats online? No. All right. Look them up while I'm talking. <laughs> Are they better than mine? No. 
<laughs> All right. So here's Shelby Starnes on Seeking Advice. And Shelby Starnes has tons of great posts um, on a regular basis, so he's a great follow. It's Shelby Starnes 100. Here's the post. <clears throat> this is a no-brainer to many, but I see it often enough that it's probably worth mentioning. If you want to lose fat, don't ask the guy or gal that's perpetually lean and can eat whatever they want and stay in shape. Ask the one that struggles with body fat that figured out a plan that finally allowed them to get shredded. If you want to add muscle mass, don't ask the guy or gal that grows lean muscle from mowing their lawn. Ask the one that is naturally small that figured out how to <clears throat> figured out a comprehensive plan to beat their genetics. If you want to improve at anything you struggle with, don't ask someone that achieved those results with minimal effort. Yes, they look like they know what they're doing, but they can rarely share anything valuable about reaching your goals. Instead, seek out the ones that made the most progress from their starting point, even if it didn't get them to the top of their class. Those are the ones that will those are the ones that you will learn from. <clears throat> so, this is I saw this all the time when I was uh an employee working for gyms. There was a lot of trainers I worked with that, you know, it seemed to me like um, they liked working out. They didn't know what to el- what else to do with their life. So, hey, I'll become a trainer. Uh, and you'd, you'd, they'd eat pizza and all kinds of shit, and they had abs. You know, and what was funny was when I started working at <clears throat> Lifetime, I remember more than one trainer came up to me, and, and seriously, the conversation was so, and you could tell they were hesitant to ask me. But yeah. they were like, so, um, so you you talk to your clients about nutrition? I'm like, I, l- I remember the first time I was like, I was like, yeah. So uh, what 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 do you tell them? Right. You know, man, just the basic things like what we eat, and uh, uh, what's that? What what do you tell them to eat? <laughs> I go, you know, like. Eggs and chicken and lean meat and vegetables. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, where, where'd you, where'd you learn that at? I'm just like, oh my god, these people do not. Right. Know how to eat healthy. Yeah, that is that's that is mind-boggling. You know what I mean? Yeah. To me, that is the most important aspect of being a personal trainer because 99 percent of your people that that walk in the door, they want to change their body composition, and right. that is. Ninety nine percent what you stick in your mouth. Yeah, you know. So, um, but yeah, I mean that that post really rings true to me. And I was thinking about that from a wealth standpoint. You know, you're not going to ask somebody who was born into money. You're going to ask somebody who was dead broke, right? And and became successful. Yeah. And that usually, in either aspect, it usually entails a ton of hard work. Yeah, I'm a yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of Dave Ramsey, and he's one of those guys. Yeah. I mean, I think he went broke like two or three times in his twenties, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, but like I, everything he says, it's it, and what's so funny is, and, and we this is another thing we talk about, but I think it's important is that. So much of it is the same thing. It's like if you want to, if you want to succeed financially, then track yourself. You know, same as like tracking your whether it be when when you're working out, you track your workouts, you track your nutrition, you track all these things. That way, it gives you a true, it gives you a real idea of where you are, and it allows you to see where the problems are when you're looking at that stuff versus just uh, you know winging it or whatever. And so I don't know, like, I, I don't know. I think it's pretty, 
it's pretty it, it's pretty insane. And I, and I think it's I think it's great advice from Shelby Starnes, whether it be in fitness and nutrition or anywhere yep. in life. Like you said, it's like, look, if you look at somebody that's that, you know, there's started a business, the guy over here that started that business in 2007 in his garage and he's got, you know, the three locations and however many employees and they're, you know, they're doing gangbusters now. That's the kind of guy. Those are the people that I want to learn from, you know, the yep. same thing, the same thing you're doing. You started out, you know, renting out a little space. Now you got this, you got this great, you got great space. You got a, a small staff. You got, you know, you got a, a killer facility here and you started with nothing and yep. nobody handed you anything. I yep. mean, and that's, that is just something that, you know, that's something that irritates me about that message of, you know, a lot of times business owners, you know, well, you don't have to work that hard. You were given stuff, you know, you've got it easy, Yeah. you know, and it's just like, that's so far from the truth. Um, you know, and at the same thing, I'll have clients say that to me now about, you know, and not in a negative way, but, yeah. I'll have, you know, to me, it's the message that society gives us, yeah. you know, the authorities in society tell us this shit. Yeah. Um, like you have no idea the sacrifices that the average business owner makes. Oh my God. To, keep their head above water and to eventually become successful. Um, but what I was getting at, I'll have clients say to me, you know, to this day, they're like, I'll tell them, well, yeah, I was overweight when I was younger. They're like, really? Yeah. You know, or that comes out after they like, they're like, yeah, but you don't, you know, you're, you're naturally lean. Right. I'm like, no, I'm not. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, it's, um, I was watching these, uh, I'm, I'm a big shark tank fan. And they've got a yep. Mr. Wonderful, one of the guys on there, has a new YouTube channel. And so whenever I'm walking, I spend a lot of time alone. So I'm walking the dog or if I'm driving to a client or whatever, YouTube is where I go a lot of times. And so I started, he had Mark Cuban on yep. and they were answering questions from people. And, you know, these guys were asking him about, you know, going to school and stuff and Cuban, you know, he was a bartender. I mean, the guy's a hustler, right? And he figured out he was good at computers, software, got into that and then just took off like a rocket. But he said, he's like, you know, that's what nobody knows. He's like, entrepreneurs, that there's a saying where they'll work 80 hours for themselves. So they don't have to work 40 hours for somebody else. Yeah. And that's a thousand percent true. And it's so much easier. I'm not saying it's easy because I've worked, I've never had a good experience working for a company or somebody else, but it's so much easier when you have one job to do. And I'll tell you as a business owner, Jamie's in here hanging lights <laughs> two weeks ago, a week and a half Shooting ago, sparks across the ceiling, <laughs> trying not to burn this place down. So, you know, somebody has got to scrub the toilets right? Somebody's got to fix the lights. Somebody's got to make sure you get paid. So they got to handle the billing. Normally, if you go to work at Sprint or some big company and there's no disrespect for people to do that, God bless you if that's what you want to do. But your one job, they've already got all the systems in place and they just plug you in where, you know, hopefully where you excel at or whatever. But that's a whole different type of mentality than having to walk, having to work for uh, yourself or even a startup. Because, you know, Alex and the guys here, they're doing more. They're not yep. just trainers. I mean, they are. But you're wearing a bunch of hats. One of my other clients, you know, we got, you know, uh, it's a, a startup essentially. And so he hires people away from some of these bigger companies in the same space. And the people, the thing, the thing I hear from all of them is like, I absolutely love being here. They're like, the crazy thing is I'm just doing so many more different jobs. Yeah. You know, and you've got you've to learn how to be a problem solver. And you've got to, and all that stuff, and it, it and it it applies again, like you said. Society doesn't it doesn't celebrate problem solving and learning to learn a lot because it doesn't it doesn't fit. It's not 
it's not easy to compartmentalize those people because really it's like, well, what do you, I mean, you could take your knowledge from running this business and you could almost become a consultant to people. Right. I mean, so there's like there, you've done so many things when you, when you do run your own business, even if that doesn't work out the way you want it to, you've probably learned something along the way that would allow you to go be more valuable to somebody else just because of the, of what you've learned, you know? And it's the same way with, with, uh, with, with strength training, with weight training it's like you had to, you had a problem. If you're naturally lean, you don't have a, you don't have a problem, dude. Yeah. You're just building on, it, you know, I mean, it's, and that's not, it's not to say that's not work. It is work, but it's just a different, most of us don't have that luxury, you know? So, well, I mean, it's the same thing, you know, I think I've mentioned before I got into powerlifting. Uh, I don't compete or anything, but that's how I train right. is, um, in 2013. And, I've learned so much under the bar, as Dave Tate says, yeah, um, that I would have never learned uh, in a book, of course, you know, or from watching YouTube or or anything else. And and I mean, that's really what keeps me in it, you know, um, is not for myself so much anymore. Uh, it's you know, because I mean, it's a lot of work, but I view it as part of my job, yeah. which makes me a better trainer to people, and I relate that stuff to people. All the time. Yeah. You know, so I'm constantly, when I'm coaching people on stuff, a lot of times it's things that I learned, you know, through doing it myself. Um, and that's really the same thing you just said about, you know, being a business owner and learning how to do the lights and all the other stuff yeah. is, you know, that's stuff you can share with other people. Yeah. You know, and you can read about it or right. you can shoot sparks across the ceiling and learn about it. And usually it's a little bit of both. <laughs> A lot of times yeah. you got to like, that's, that's what it is me. It's like, yeah, okay. I gotta, I gotta watch a YouTube video or I gotta get online and find a blog about whatever it is I need to get better at, but then I gotta go practice it and I gotta do it myself. Yep. It's the same way when I'm lifting with you guys, like, yeah, okay. You know, keep your feet down or whatever. It's like, okay, do you feel that I have to feel it? Yep. Like, and then, then when you tell like, oh, oh, now I get it. Like it understands like when you're telling me, oh, bend the bar or what, depending on whatever the, whatever the instruction is. Then I find out when I do that, then I feel this, and then I know I'm on the right path. I know I'm on the right track, you know, for that day to get to the next thing or yep. whatever. And that's, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, learning how to learn is, it's, it's a good time if, if you're into that because you can learn a lot of stuff. And, and again, you can apply it and you can make yourself valuable to people across, you know, not only yourself, but other people you come into contact with. I mean, that's a, it's, it's a great, it's a great, uh, it's a great thing to have is the ability to, to figure things out and problem solve. You know, and just uh, we'll wrap it up, but just to tie that back to the first thing we talked about is is you are depriving people, um, like with that bariatric surgery, yep. you're depriving people of learning how to be self-sufficient. That's right. You know, um, and that I think that, that goes for the bariatric thing that goes for, you know, teaching people how to become self self-efficient as far as from, you know, becoming successful. Like if you're successful and I tell, I tell my guys this all the time. If you guys excel at what you do, if I'm not a good boss and I don't pay you your value, right. You're going to be able to walk out my door and go to another gym and, and get paid. That's right. You know? So, you know, and I think that's part of, you know, what I was talking about earlier, today's society, everybody, thinks they're entitled to stuff. You're not entitled to shit. Yeah. You know, but if you make yourself valuable, 
you're going to get paid. That's right. You know, you're you're going to have success, whether it be in your, you know, losing weight or whatever. Like, we have to stop trying to depend on other people to take care of us. And you have to make yourself self-sufficient, whether it's losing weight or your career or anything else. You know, um, you got to look out for yourself and you have to you know, learn how to survive in this world. Well, and it's also, you know, to, to tie back to what you'd said earlier, people that don't believe in themselves, that's how you believe in yourself. Yes. Is by starting to figure things out. That's how you get confidence. And when you get confidence, you're deadly. That's all, that's all that you need to succeed is, is the belief that you can do something. Yeah. That's the first step. And, and the only way you get that is by getting that first little notch in your belt. You well, know? and the thing is, is you need the people you look up to to encourage you that you can do anything you set your mind to, which is, you know, that's, that's a big thing I talk about a lot. It drives me crazy because I don't feel like that's the, n- the normal message today Right? is, you know, we're told we'll have a surgery, take this pill, whatever the hell it is, yeah. you know, and I, th- I think the message needs, you know, we just need more authorities, more people that we look up to telling us you can be successful it's going to require a lot of work the work is very rewarding if you you're willing to do it um and you can do anything you set your mind to and i just feel like that is 10 percent. that's the message 90 percent of the message is this is the place you were born into life and this is where you're going to end up it, you're naturally overweight you got a slow metabolism it's your thyroid it's everybody else's fault but your own yeah and that's just that's it's, it's it makes you feel good today, but it hurts you in the long run. Yeah, it does because it breaks you down your self-esteem. And that's what I love that Lamar Jackson t-shirt he used to wear. Nobody cares, work harder. Yeah. That, I mean, what a great, I mean, that guy is such a good role model for kids because just just if all he did, I mean, he's, a, he's an amazing quarterback too, but if all he did was wear that t-shirt <laughs> in front of a group of kids, that's it. Quit whining, get to work, you know, fail, fail often. And, yep. and learn from it. <laughs> that, that's that's really it. It's the whole giving a fish and teaching people how to fish. Like let people let people get that taste of success and just get out of their way at that point. You know. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks for listening today. Um, Ryan will wrap it up. Have a good one. Yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. Go ahead and check us out online at plunkettfitness.com or on Instagram at underscore uh, at plunkett underscore fitness. If you enjoyed this, please tell a friend, pass it along, go to iTunes and rate, comment, and subscribe. Appreciate listening. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Plunkett Fitness Project. Please share with your friends, subscribe, rate, and review. For more info, visit our website, plunkitfitness.com.